Hello, and welcome to the Student Life Podcast, where we talk to various first-year college students and dive into their personal experiences at their respective schools. In the podcast, we cover the college application process, as well as some tips for any student going through it, the dorming and food situation, the campus and its facilities, academics, and finally, the social scene. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the episode. But before we start, I'm just going to take a sip of coffee, and uh, we'll get rolling, I guess. Wow, real professional. Yeah, it's it just it just seems cooler that I'm just drinking a cup of coffee. I was I don't even drink coffee that much, but yeah. <laughs> um, in college now you have to. It's part of the deal. Exactly. Every every student. But um okay, well, to anyone that is listening, welcome to another installment or episode of the Student Life Podcast. Um and this time we actually have another high school friend of mine, Ms. Shreya Chatterjee. And in high school I really found that she was very smart, and you can tell automatically if you were in any of her classes that she was really intelligent, um, very kind, caring, very, very, very sweet. She's one of the sweetest girls and kind of just an awesome girl to, that I've met over, over the past four years, I guess. And um, she's currently a international relations major at uh, CMC, which is Claremont McKenna. Um, but yeah, welcome to the show. And do you have anything else to add? No, thank you so much, Jeffrey. That was a very gracious introduction. Um, Hello, everybody. I'm Shreya Chatterjee. I'm a freshman at Claremont McKenna College in Claremont, California. Um, it's really an honor to be on this podcast and talk to you guys. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. But um, the first thing we do talk about in the podcast is the college application, as, as it is kind of the first thing you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, what, was, what were some of the things that you were looking for when applying to colleges? And then what colleges did you end up applying to? Mm-hmm. So there were a couple different things um, that I was looking for when I was applying to colleges. One was specifically the interest areas and programs that I thought would best fit me. So, for example, at CMC, there was the PPE program, Politics, Philosophy, Economics program that um, I'm actually going to apply to next semester. Uh, so that's something that I thought would really fit my interest areas well. Um, then another thing that I looked at was um, placement or like life after college because I thought that was a very important thing to see the alumni of the institution, how they were doing and what they thought of the um, college and their college experience. Uh, school size and um, things like that, dorm culture, um, party atmosphere, all those things were something that I looked at. And uh, finally, uh, reputation in the job market, which um, was something I looked at. So I ended up applying to um, a couple Ivies, specifically Columbia Early Decision, which, you know, didn't work out like we hoped it would, but that's okay. Um, some UCs, uh, of which I really liked Berkeley, um, most of all, and then CMC because I wanted a small liberal arts option that was close to home, pretty strong in every area. You guys can tell she did her research and that's how you can tell she's intelligent because a lot of people, when they apply to colleges, they're just like, you know what, let's look on the, uh, the top 50 list and just start applying <laughs> to things. But um, definitely looking into the whole lifestyle because you are gonna be spending your next four years here. And so definitely a recommendation to look at that stuff and. You can mm -hmm. tell that she's smart enough to do that, where a lot of high school students are not. Um, I'm kind of an obsessed planner. So. <laughs> That's yeah. good, though. That's good. You're prepared always. And so CMC was the only 
private school besides the Ivy Leagues that you did apply to, or did you apply to any more, uh, like, There private... was actually more. U Chicago, and I got waitlisted there. God. But, yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about some of the involvements that you were, or were you in in high school? Yeah, sure. Okay, so um, I was on the golf team, varsity golf team, for four years of high school. Senior year, I was the captain, and that was really, really good. Um, we won the, or we yeah, we won league that year, and then we came second in CIF, which is the best we'd ever done as a team thus far in the history of Woodbridge, which was really special. Then I was also on mock trial for two years of high school as a trial attorney and pre-trial attorney. Um, then I did, uh, I founded a philanthropy club at school called the UCP Friday Night Club, uh, which is um, related to helping kids with cerebral palsy have um, normal social interactions that they don't usually get um, because they are not um, really accepted by the rest of society. And yeah, that's uh, those are some of the main things that I did. Um, academics was definitely like the strongest focus. It was always academics first, everything else second though. That's very nice, very nice. Yeah, in hindsight, I, and I, of course you don't really know and you can't really tell which part or what involvement really helped you the most, but what do you think, um, which of your involvements in high school was the most impactful either on you or your college application? Mm -hmm. um, my golf team involvement um, was probably the most impactful. I definitely talked a lot about it, especially in like college interviews and in a couple essays, um, because I feel like it's a little cliche, the whole like college application about team sports, but uh, you can, there's so much that you can learn from it that I think it's, it was actually like a really big part of my application. Um, and I also think that that's something that I framed well. I think that's very important for anyone doing a college application is framing the activities that they do uh, in a way that present, presents itself as a unique story, personal to the individual that's writing it. So I think um, also, yeah, so rather than just like one thing, I think framing them all together into a cohesive group of characteristics is what helped me the most. To a prospective student or someone going through the application process, what is one tangible tip that you would have for somebody? Okay, um, I actually thought about this. So my tip is to be practical, but aim high. You need to know exactly what, like, what you can bring to the table for a college because that's really what they're looking for. They want someone who can provide a unique angle on their campus that nobody else can bring. So you need to find out what that is for you and take that and run with it. You already know that you're going to do well. You know that you have the, you have to have confidence in yourself. So be practical about what you can bring, but take that and aim high. And then let your application speak for you. You've put your best foot forward and now just be detail oriented with what you do. Make sure you have made, made your application as good as it can be and then just let it speak for you. That's awesome. Yeah, I think I think that's really powerful and um everything you said is is most definitely true and it's a very scary process but i really enjoyed what you said at the end just let it speak for yourself because you did everything that you needed to do and there's really not much you can change at that point so kind of just go with it and so um love that yeah definitely definitely yeah and so, definitely and i feel like the college the this whole stigma or like not this whole stigma this whole thought that 
college is like the be all end all of like my future depends on this. I don't think that's quite true anymore because after coming to college, I've met some people who are like transfers or who like took a gap year or who just like gone on a little bit more of an unconventional path. And they're all doing exactly the same things that I'm doing. And it's kind of eye opening and it's an indicator that college isn't everything. So no matter what, be happy with where you end up because it's going to be the right path for you no matter what. Yeah, love that, love that. And it's crazy to think because we are on the other side now where we're in college, mm-hmm. it really does seem like it is kind of the absolute goal that you're trying to achieve um, right. before going to college. Mm-hmm. But afterwards, like you said, it's very eye-opening. There's so many diverse people where unconventional mm-hmm. paths and you can be successful without even going to college in general. Right, so, totally. We're not, we're not recommending don't go to college, but like... Yes, go to college, <laughs> but to college, do it in your own way. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it doesn't really matter how you get there or how long it takes you to get there, but just get there, you know? So love that. Awesome, awesome. What did you think about Claremont before going there? What were some of your first impressions about it? So I was actually a little bit unsure about CMC before I got here. I... So CMC is actually the first school that I like visited and the first school that I took a tour of, uh, which is kind of crazy because I ended up there. Um, And I was like, it's really small. It's kind of like, I don't know, everything seems a little bit contained. And it's like, it's literally half the size of Woodbridge. Jeff, like population wise, it's half the size of Woodbridge. So I was a little bit unsure about that. But I think I've actually come to love that about it because I can walk anywhere and be like, hey, there's like five of my friends sitting in that table or like, hey, there's like there's two people I know at that party. So like it's it's actually really good. Um, so first impressions aren't everything. Um, but yeah. I, that is ridiculous. So it's around what, 12, 13, maybe 1400 people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness gracious. And how many people are in your class? Do you know? Um, 320 something. <laughs> Jeez, that is a small, that's literally the, the half the size of our graduating class. At yeah, Wednesday. no, literally, literally it is. Uh, no, I, I kind of, that there are obviously pros and cons to that, but I think one of the biggest pros is the sense of community and being able to like see people and know them. And you are very in the school, I guess. And it's, it's, it's yeah. very easy to become distant at bigger schools and honestly at like UCI and things like that. There's so many people you don't know and so many people you kind of don't even want to know, but like you can feel very distant. And and I think um, having a small class, having a small school can can really be beneficial. Um, and so what did you experience? So you said that this was going to be, this was the first school that you visited. Mm-hmm. What were your impressions of the visit? And did you enjoy the school? Did you think it's like gorgeous or, or the people? What did you see there? Right. Yeah. So I visited here, I think junior summer, the summer right before junior year. Um, and it was like a bright sunny day. Um, the, it was finals week, I think. So a lot of people were stressed out. A lot of people were hurrying around with like coffee in their hands and just like frazzled. But I actually, I really liked the campus. The campus is beautiful. It's got this nice modern architecture that they're going for. Daddy Kravis is helping to build some uh, new buildings for us, which is great. Um, and, uh, the tour guide and the people seemed very, very, very nice. Um, so about that small community feel, right? So every single place that we went, there was someone that was like calling out to the tour guide, hey dude, like what's up? Or like, it just made me feel like there was a very strong community. And that's something that I really, really liked about that. 
Nice. And so would you say the sense of community or what was the driving force between picking this school versus any of the other schools? Yeah, okay. So um, actually my last, the, the choice that I ended up with um, was between Berkeley and CMC. Um, and this was kind that was kind of one of the big deciding factors was um, at Berkeley, a class can go up to like what? 600 people, 700 people, like into a thousand sometimes, I think with some intro classes. Um, and at CMC, and I feel like at Berkeley that you would, um, you, like you said, get lost, kind of become one of a crowd. And I feel like at CMC that wouldn't happen to me. Um, and I don't think it does. So that's kind of why I decided on CMC. So awesome. And so fast forward a little bit, you decided you're going to go to Claremont's what was the first day or the first week, like the, the welcome week, all of the festivities going on? What was going on in your head? Orientation is one of my fondest memories here at CMC so far. Um, so CMC does something a little bit different. We have a woe trip, a welcome orientation adventure. Um, so WOA. Um, and so the way that works is over the summer, you fill in this... Um, little questionnaire thing about what kind of things that you like to do. Do you like to go exploring in cities? Do you like to go camping? Do you like to, um, I don't know, go to the beach more? Things like that. Um, so I put that I liked urban exploration. And when I got to campus, me and a group of 20 other people, um, uh, 20 other freshmen were put together as one woe group. And we had four figs, FYG, first year guides. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I have to write it out when I do. I'm so sorry. I just. No I'm, worries. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first year guides, um, and so the so twenty of us and these four figs were. Uh, we went to San Diego, spent four days together in a hostel, um, close quarters, no phones, um, exploring the city, going to the beach, going to the zoo, things like that. Um, and we literally like really had to get to know each other um, and they basically forced us to become friends which was really fun um so yeah so and we hadn't even spent a night on campus yet like uh or well, actually we had we had um our move-in day and on the night of move-in day we had a um, water party which they told us was a scavenger hunt but um our scavenger hunt led us to the CMC fountains where uh, seniors were just dumping buckets of water over freshman hands, which was very fun, very fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's a tradition kind of thing, but. Yeah, 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 it's definitely, yeah, definitely a CMC tradition. Freshmen don't know about it. Vikram's not going to know about it until next year when I get to dump a giant bucket of water on his head. Um, but yeah, so the woe trip, four days of phenomenal bonding every night we just were like trading stories or like playing games and it was one of the best times of my life i was actually really really close to some of my womies which is like the name for the people in the woe group uh and i'm still really close to my womies today and a couple of my figs as well so i think that orientation adventure like actually being away from campus and forcing uh freshmen to actually like talk to each other when they really, really don't want to um, is really good. That sounds amazing. And I think that's the first time I've heard anything like that. And yeah. I'm just in awe because that is such an amazing trip. And just it's, it's crazy to be thrown into a group of people that you don't know, but you, you share similar characteristics or similar interests or in your case, similar school. But going to SD and just that, that seems 
unparalleled to to anything any other type of like orientation kind of style thing and being getting water dumped on your head i'm sure was was an interesting experience as well yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. want to hear a funny whoa. story about that i would love it okay so on our woe trip we were staying at a hostel right hostel above a um sushi uh restaurant um so it caught on fire at like 2 a.m in the morning <laughs> on our second night there and so we at two o'clock we all like bolt up fucking fire alarm is just blaring um and i'm not wearing my contact lenses and i need like i really need them i have super bad vision we go outside there's so many flashing lights because there's like fire trucks and like ambulances and like police and everything and i almost walked straight into the path of a fire truck which was (laughs) gonna be a really bad way to start school but uh, did not do that but yeah, so I think that experience probably did bring us a little bit together in our misery. But that was, it was a really, really good time. Really good time. Yeah, it Almost seems for like... <laughs> I'm glad you're alive. I'm glad you didn't walk into the fire truck. That would have been probably pretty bad. But <laughs> so after kind of this woe trip and just, I guess, feeling really connected with the people and, and just really enjoying it, how was the first experience actually just sleeping there and staying there and being a part of the actual school? Yeah, um... So I'm very, very um, happy that my roommate and I get along really, really well. So my roommate Hannah. Um, so the way that so the way that housing works, uh, I know you have a category for it a little bit later, but I'll put it in a little bit here. So the way housing works is that uh, at the same time that you're filling out your woe questionnaire, you're filling out your housing questionnaire, um, and you like like when do you sleep or what type of music do you like and what's the temperature going to be and like what kind of traits do you want in a roommate like those basic things and they like match you over the summer with someone and assign you to a room. So my roommate Hannah and I we get along really well and I think that that's probably been really important in making um, both of us feel super comfortable um, being away from home. Um, and sleeping like like just alone away from like our parents for the first time ever. Um, I feel like, yeah, we have like a really good support system uh, in our room on our floor. So I think it was fine. I wasn't super homesick, especially since I knew that my family was only like 40 minutes away from me. So yeah. Honestly, that's a perfect transition because we're gonna talk about um, the dorming and, and living there. But one quick thing before we do get into that is the transition. So you said it wasn't too bad because you kind of had this awesome roommate and you're not too far from home, but what were the things that you really did notice um, that was different about living at home and going to school in Irvine versus uh, Claremont? Right, yeah. So um, we're blessed in Irvine to have a lot of really nice places to go right near us. Um, CMC is a little bit different. Claremont um, as a city is a little bit more sleepy, a little bit more like old people residential. So um, it, a lot of the stuff on campus is very contained. Um, so I think that that's one major difference between uh, Irvine and here is like Irvine, you can get out more CMC, you have to like stay on campus and like do things. Um, then also, I mean, just just room stuff. Uh, I had to learn to be a lot more organized in the way that I lived because, of course, I didn't have my mom there. I'm also sharing my room with someone now, so um, I have to, like, take her needs into account as well as mine. So, you know, that's just, like, a small transition um, overall. Like like you said, I it wasn't really bad at all. Um, you did mention your roommate, Hannah, and so you, I'm guessing, and I'm inferring that you will have only one roommate, so it's a double, right? 
So I only have one roommate, but there are triples at CMC in mid quad. Um, so there's three quads at CMC, North quad, mid quad, and then South quad. I live in the South quad towers, which um, are actually right over there. Um, there's so there are eight floors and um, four doubles and then four singles on each floor. And then, um, so there's three of those. Then in mid quad, there's about like seven um, dorms. Those have singles, doubles, and triples. And then North Quad, which is right out this way, is all doubles. Um, and a couple pods, which are uh, bigger rooms. And each, actually, each uh, quad has its own personality that we like to ascribe to it. North Quad is a little bit more wild. She's out there. She is um, having fun on Tuesday nights, getting <laughs> lit all the time. Um, Mid Quad is the, um, or South Quad is like the quiet, um, very, like, like no parties happen in South Quad. It's always quiet. Um, and then Mid Quad is like their baby, which is a combination of both Tuesdays to Saturdays parties, but the rest of it is very quiet. I think that's a good balance. And honestly, I think that I would enjoy the South Quad a little bit better. I think um, I think you would sh uh, share a similar interest. But I think <laughs> when you were kind of wanting to go to sleep or be in your own stuff, I don't want a bunch of shit going around everywhere. So um, I think but that that's really awesome that it's kind of uh, segmented in that way because you get to choose kind of mm -hmm. which style you really want to adapt with. And so I think that's awesome. And Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely, definitely. Um, I would say mid quad is probably the most populated of the quads um, just by virtue of like the atmosphere, like you said, but we have CMC has like a bit of a reputation for being um, like its own frat because we don't have frat houses. So North quad is also very sought after as well. And I'm in fact living there next year. Yeah. Spice yeah. things up a little bit. Okay, Shreya. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pertaining to at least the the South Hall. So, or South Quad, I apologize. Um, what's kind of the layout of your exact floor? So I know that uh, there's doubles and triples and everything, but is it like a circle or is it like a hallway kind of thing? Um, what's the mm -hmm. dynamic of that? So, okay. So if when you get out of the elevator, right next to you is a lounge that everyone in the um, floor can use. Uh, off the lounges, um, there are uh, two doubles on one side, two doubles on the other side, and then four singles on the um, east and the west sides. Um, or four singles, sorry. Yeah, four singles. Um, and then in the middle, there's a communal bathroom that's actually single gender because South Quad buildings are divided into uh, gender by floor, uh, which is not the case for every single um, dorm here, but just for South Quad. Um, so yeah, so I have a girls only floor uh, bathroom shared by like 11 people and a lounge that we all like to sit out there and have like girl talks and study and, you know, good times. Wow, that is a really small hall. And I think that's amazing because it does build a sense of community and girl talks. I, I'm sure I don't know all, anything about that, but I think. Oh, sure. I'm just. Chef, I'm sure there are guy talks too. <laughs> I think we talk, we, I'm pretty sure we talk about different things, but yeah, I think. Um, You'd be surprised. Oh, okay. Um, but I think that's awesome, though. Like, it's pretty tight-knit. And I think one thing off the bat already is I'm getting a really strong sense of community at CMC, which is which is amazing. Um, and so it's – how many floors is your whole building dorm thingy? So it's um, eight floors, but the second floor is laundry. Um, 
and there's three, five, eight. There's three floors of guys and then three floors of girls. And at the bottom floor, there's a um, big lounge for the entire building, then a study room, a quiet study room, and um, yeah, one more. Uh, uh, we have like a building dean who lives there at the bottom floor. All of these quads or all of these halls or whatever, are they for all students or is it just for freshmen? Or no, it can't be just for freshmen. It, you're going, you're living in the north one next next year. Yeah, so every dorm is open to every single class. Um, the thing about CMC, uh, there's no, no, nobody really does off-campus housing because housing here is guaranteed for four years, which is really good. Um, so every hall is open to every grade and there are always reserved rooms in every single building for freshmen so they kind of have to mix with the rest of the pop uh, the population that's very different as well from from a lot of the other schools which i think there's definitely obviously the benefits and um, bad things but i think just everything everything is just glaring community and i think i, I love that so much because yeah. you really do get to know so many people and just diversify your network so um well, I think that's, that's yeah really, yeah yeah um, and so you are able to choose, though, which hall that you live in. You can, um, for your freshman year, you can only put preferences of what kind of uh, dorms you would like to live in. Um, I mean, for freshmen that are coming in to CMC, uh, they don't really know much about the um, personalities of the different quads. So I think it's a little bit more of a guessing game for them. But after your freshman year, we go through like a room draw process. And uh, yeah, you can pick wherever you want to live. Talking about the real stuff, how close is the food to where you are? Because, you know, uh, sometimes you get home, you got the munchies, you got the drunchies. Where are you going to go to eat? You know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're right. That is the real question. But one that doesn't have a very simple answer because CMC is actually part of the 5C consortium, um, which is a concept that we definitely have to bring up uh, regarding this. So Pomona, Claremont McKenna, Scripps, Harvey Mudd, and Pitzer are all basically in one 5C consortium. Um, and this consortium, um, I can take classes at any of the colleges. I can um, eat at any of the dining halls. I can, um, like, like they're literally right across the street from each other. Like I, my uh, dorm borders Pomona campus. Um, and it's a really great system. Um, clubs across the five Cs. So um, there's a strong five C community as well. Um, so this consortium concept, uh, oh, and you know, I can even major at Pomona or Harvey Mudd or any of the other colleges um, as like a art history major or like a comm sci major if CMC doesn't offer it. So it's a really, really good um, concept and um, I think it really impacts the way that CMC runs. So when you're talking about um, dining halls, um, Collins Dining Hall, which is CMC's uh, only dining hall, is uh, like a two to three minute walk away from my uh, dorm, but also from every single dorm on campus, just because campus is that small. Uh, but the other like six dining halls of the five C's are all within like a 10 minute walk. Okay, so. If you're feeling lazy, if you're feeling, you know, you don't want to do it, it's it's pretty close by, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, two minutes. Okay, that's that's very nice for when you are maybe under the influence. Anyway, but um, <laughs> so pertaining to the food, um, is it the swipe system or is it a cash-loaded um, card pay-for-individual-item system? Mm -hmm. 
So we have both. Um, we have the swipes for actual meal times, and then we have like a flex system as well for the um, hub, which is our like student store where you can also get like food sometimes. So both, uh, also depending on where you go, because every campus has their own cafe. Okay. Okay. So it's offered unanimously, like for every school, you can either get one or the other. Yeah. Exactly, and you can use them at any campus. And which one do you specifically have? Uh, well, you, we, we have both. So, oh, you have both. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. Um, and how is the food there? The quality of the food? And um, are you, is it like switch every, every day, or, or what is it like there? Right, yeah. So I really like um, the dining hall food here. Uh, my personal favorite dining hall, um, which is a hot tip for anyone coming to CMC, go to Scripps on Fridays. They have poke and sushi on Fridays. It is bomb. I swear to you. <laughs> I swear to you. It is really good. Um, Pitzer is really good for their um, soul food, I think, which is um, really hits the spot sometimes. Um, CMC has the reputation, Collins Dining Hall has the reputation of being consistently mediocre, <laughs> which... Um, it's true, and it's also why Collins is just basic, and you hit it up when you have nowhere else to go. Um, Frary, which is Pomona's uh, main dining hall, is excellent as well, although you do have to contend with their giant uh, mural of Prometheus being tortured by God, <laughs> which is super fun. Um, but yeah, Scripps Dining Hall, number one. Scripps Dining Hall, heart. number one. There you go. You have it, folks. That's it. That's all the, the podcast was leading up to that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And so um, just pertaining to the swipe system, is it like a 24 meal a week plan or how is it separated, I guess? So, okay, so there are a couple of different options that you can sign up for when you're um, signing up for your housing. You have to pick it at the same time. So there's the um, 14, uh, 16 meal swipe, 14 meal swipe, 12 and 12 meal swipe. Um, so... I mean, for uh, 16 meal swipe um, is good, like will last you for the entire week. I don't think anyone that I know has ever run out of meal swipes. Um, 14 is the one that I'm on right now, just because I don't eat breakfast ever. So um, I don't ever need to anything more than 14. Uh, and when you like uh, map it out over the week, it just works out. And I don't think many people have 12 meal swipes, but uh, that's an option as well. If you really just don't think you'll be going to Collins a lot. Right, right. And um, besides the dining halls and everything, what are some of the other restaurants that are offered? Are there even restaurants like in there like Starbucks or Chick-fil-A, things like that on campus? So we don't really have restaurants um, on campus. Like I said, we have the hub, which is like um, you can get like sandwiches there and um, like uh, stacks and stuff like that but we do have the village the Claremont village uh, which is like a 20 minute walk away from us and that's like one of those little like sh like hipstery college town area things you know like very cute um, we have like an acai bowl place there we have a lot of poke because of course there is it's of course um, there's like cute little movie theater and um, like Thai food and uh, you know those like um, ice cream places where they like lay it out on like a cold flat stone and then they yeah that one that one yeah they have that so um, so we do have like a really cute little village very close to us where there are a lot of restaurants um, 
Bardot is a really nice Italian place for fancy dinners when people are feeling like they got something to celebrate. So, yeah. And do people often go out to these places that are, you? because you mentioned before that mainly everything you need is on campus, but mm-hmm. how often do people really go off campus to, um, you called it the village, right? The village? Yeah, the village. How often um, do people go out? So I think people, like, maybe like once or twice a month will actually like go out into the village and uh, like just go with their friends and have like a nice like night out. Uh, It changes of course per person, but I would say that like, it's like a decently well-utilized resource, but it's also like more of a special occasion thing. Like rarely, rarely people um, would go out, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess, I guess. Uh, if you, it does change though when you have a car. Uh, some of my friends do have cars and they go out way more. There's like a Chipotle like within driving distance. And of course it's college, so Chipotle gets hit up a lot. Right, right. <laughs> it's, it's college. <laughs> um, and actually I did want to talk a little bit about the driving and parking situation there. So you said mm-hmm. that some of your friends do have it. Are they mainly first years or second years that have their cars? Yeah, first years can't have cars on campus unless you are on the golf team uh, because you have to drive to practice, (laughs) which is very good for me, even though I didn't actually like bring my car this year, uh, simply just because I thought, you know, it's CMC, it's a small campus. I'm not really going to need to go out much and I can just get rides from people. Um, So first years are not allowed to have cars. Uh, Starting your sophomore year, you can um, bring a car to campus. Parking pass, I think, is 75 per semester, and there's... That is so... I'm sorry, you were stopping because that was my reaction. That is so cheap for a semester because... That's true. The U, UC, it's like um, 250 or 270 a quarter, and really? other... Yes, and other places like slow, um, it is 25 a week, which is still not bad, but that's... Week? That's not bad at all compared to UCs, but that's so much cheaper. I mean, oh that's yours is way cheaper, which is pretty convenient if you if you really need a car, if you want a car yeah. on campus. So, mm-hmm. and is the parking? I'm sorry, I just interrupted you. No so worries. Is no like the parking structures pretty crowded, but or do no, not? We don't all- actually have structures. We just have two lots. Um, the North Quad lot uh, is where most of the seniors keep their cars, and then the South Quad lot is the bigger lot. Um, and it's yeah it's it's getting pretty crowded i think that eventually they'll have to like build some sort of structure to uh keep all the cars but right now it's just a little bit of like a ruthless kind of uh you're on your own kind of situation just find parking wherever you can survival of the fittest yes no (laughs) people just start fighting outside (laughs) Um, i interrupted you i'm so sorry but (laughs) i think you were saying um about just like driving in general or oh right right right. so um yes so sophomores and up can have cars uh one of my friends uh one of my figs john he had his car on campus um starting his first semester of his sophomore year um but i also think that the ratio of people that have cars to those who don't have cars is probably 40 to 60. So most people do not have cars on campus um, because, like I said, it's always easy to, like, have a zip car, call an Uber, or ask a friend. So there's not really any major need to have, like, a car that's just sitting out in the parking lot getting dusty all the time. So 
I would say that if you're coming to CMC, you're probably not going to need a car all four years. Right, right. Um, and you had kind of shown me earlier um, through the camera if it, when it was working, um, yeah. like a little bit of the campus. And so, and you did mention like the, the different halls and everything, but to give a visual of someone that doesn't know what it looks like at all, like a bird's eye view, how would you describe what the campus looks like? Okay. So CMC is shaped kind of like an L. Um, so the way that I'm looking right now, I'm in Kravis Center, which is CMC's most, most iconic building. If you look up CMC, you'll see like this big glass orange and like white structure um, and glass structure. Uh, so that's Kravis Center. And I'm looking out towards Bauer, which is our other main academic building. Um, and between Bauer and Kravis, there's two rows of halls that are kind of built in like a Spanish style of, um, and they are academic buildings. Then we have um, rows of trees going down the center, like green lawns also between them, uh, which uh, over the summer and in the spring, a lot of students will like sit out and like uh, study or tan or like play volleyball sometimes too. Um, and then there's dorms, um, North Quad dorms, which kind of look like motel rooms actually, uh, but nice motel rooms. <laughs> um, and then if you turn uh, turn right at Collins with the dining hall, um, you come to like another big green um, patch which is also surrounded by some uh nice looking like yellow square buildings uh which have um which are also the mid quad dorms and then there are three uh large towers on the south side of campus uh that are red brick towers those are the south quad towers and right next to them is robert's pavilion which is our cr uh, newest newest building it's our gym and it is the biggest and most expensive gym uh, for D3 athletes in the entire country. So, you know, that's the thing. Like we were kind of talking about earlier and we, we, we said it a few times, it's a pretty small campus. Um, what would you say is the time that it takes for you to walk from one side to the other? So my fake Lindsay uh, actually told us on the very first day, I, she said, I have tested every single route around CMC possible. And I maintain that it is possible to get from one end of the campus to the other, um, no matter where you are, within five minutes. That's incredible. So you can be have class at nine, you can wake up at 8.50 and be beyond time to class. Yep. You shouldn't do that, but that's basically... I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it does happen, it does happen. But wow, that is incredible. That's really convenient, actually. So you can really get to wherever you need to as quickly as you need to basically yep exactly exactly okay. and you said it earlier but i don't i don't know if we talked about it in here before but the you said most of the buildings are relatively modern relatively new right so are there any mm -hmm. older buildings or would you so say everything our, is like so our oldest building is actually bauer cmc is constantly um renewing and refreshing uh, a lot of the actually the south quad towers are getting uh, internally remodeled over the summer this year um, and they keep doing that every year with a new hall. Um, so Bauer is actually our oldest building, um, has been here since CMC's founding, but CMC has this 50-year plan, 50-year development plan that they're trying to uh, uh, get through and 
all the old buildings are actually going to be destroyed and replaced with new ones. So where Bauer is right now, we're going to have a new student center. Uh, they're going to build new dorms out the other way and uh, actually like a new track and athletic facilities as well. So everything around CMC is very new, very modern, very fresh, and it all feels very like light and definitely not like traditional East Coast college campusy vibes. That's and, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like there's a lot of renovation and just building going on um and you did mention the gym but what are some other cool places facilities or just scenic places to go to um that you would say is that uh claremont so next to roberts we have this uh very random um or like a little installation art installation uh so you know those um uh lamp posts at the lacma yep uh so that the designer of that um made us a little like ring of light posts with like chairs inside and it's very random but it's uh, a very cool place to take pictures and hang out and like um yeah that's really nice uh we have the athenaeum which is one of cmc's big uh cells that they like to do to people um so the ath is um the this um building like that's right out there right next to right on this like uh, path right here and every so Monday to Thursday they have speakers come in from across like every kind of field every kind of um, discipline and they just give talks on the um, on what they're working on on their like life or any specific topics that they want to talk about um, like last week we had the coolest talk ever uh, Magrublian co-sponsored this talk with Prince Saeed Rad Al Hussein who was the former UN Human Rights High Commissioner which was insane. It was so cool. I also like got to sit at head table and like talk to this dude for like an hour. He's so cool. I mean, like, side note, like that was like one of the best days of my life. Um, but uh, then we had um, some professors come speak. One of our professors, Professor Petropolis, he did a lot of work on restoring like Nazi looted art from um, like Hung like the Hungarian gold train and things like that and he was on like the presidential advisory commission so he came and spoke to us about that so Monday to Thursday every week we have um just like this continuing just really just cool assortment of people that come and talk to us and it's completely free for every CMC student um and you get dinner there and uh, or like lunch if it's a lunch talk and it's it's just the coolest thing ever so that's the AF which is I think something about CMC that's very, very unique. That is such a great opportunity and you can learn so much. And I, I love that fact so much, actually. You get you get food, too. That's the yeah, tip yeah. off the hat. That's awesome. Your afters are great. Like, <laughs> um, I think like two months ago, we had Joyce Carol Oates talk at the AF. And I mean, you might remember her name because we read her a lot in lit class. She oh. is a super famous um, poet and writer. Um, and I was super inspired by her uh, talk, which was really, really good. Then, um, oh, when midterm elections were happening, we had midterm uh, prediction ath talks and things like that, um, which was, you know, really fun time just in general. Um, but yeah, no, so definitely um, for people who are looking at CMC, uh, look into the ath um, and always like, if you're writing like a why CMC essay, um, the ath really captures a lot of like what CMC is trying to do. Um, I think with its mission, um, it's bringing people together around every subject that it can. Um, 
again, doing that whole community through learning thing. Um, so yeah, I would very I encourage people to look at the ath very closely. Uh, other things, other places that we have on campus. Um, my personal favorite um, spot to just chill out is not on CMC's campus, actually, it's on Scripps campus. Um, Scripps campus, by the way, is beautiful. It is the most beautiful campus I have ever seen in my life. Highly recommend a visit to anyone. Um, but there, Scripps has a rose garden in the back by um, some of their dorms. And in springtime, like it's very secluded, quiet, like shady. Um, just taking like my iced chai latte there and um, taking a nice book and just sitting in the like little archways. It is the most zen place that I have ever been to and it is my favorite place of all campus. Yeah. I need to, I need to come visit you. You do need to come visit. That's, that's, and wait, I wasn't on the ath, the ath? Is it, can I come into the ath? Yes, you can come into the ath too. Okay. Yes, that's I have to register you as a guest, but you can come. Oh my gosh. Okay. okay. I'm, I do definitely need to visit. It seems like such an amazing place with all of the opportunity as well as like the gorgeous scenic places. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this after because I do yes, want to yes, really yes. come visit. We will <laughs> um, but I guess going on to, I would say that the most important part of why you are at an academic institution or university is the academic aspect of it. Um, and right. so it is a, uh, it is a semester uh, system, I, I apologize. Um, but what classes did you take the first semester and which class are you taking now? Mm -hmm. So my strategy thus far at CMC has been to take all my GEs and get those done so that I can focus more on my majors, of which there will be two. Uh, so I need to uh, block out a lot of time for those. Um, so first semester, or actually side note, um, Every freshman at CMC has to take two classes, an FWS, a freshman writing seminar, and a FHS, a freshman humanities seminar. Um, there are many different options that you can take within each category, but you do have to take one of each because they want you to um, learn how to write at a college academic level, and these are the best ways to do that. Um, it also gives everyone like a little bit of a foundation of things that they know and how college class operates. Um, so my first semester, I took four classes. I took um, uh, Honors Government uh, 20, Gov 20, uh, which is Intro to American Politics. So I took the Honors Seminar on that. Then I took Latin 33 to get that sweet language credit out of the way. Uh, <laughs> at that one, I took over at Scripps, actually. Uh, it was my first off-campus class, and I took that at Scripps, which was a very, very interesting experience. Um, then I took a three-hour-long seminar class called um, History of Gender and Pop Culture in the Middle East for my history credit. And then finally, I took my FWS, Freshman Writing Seminar, uh, Development of the Short Story. And that was actually like the best class that I took first semester. Um, since it's all freshmen, all CMC freshmen, you get um, like, it's such a good way to like make friends. One of my best friends is also in that class with me. So it was just a really, really good time. Plus I'm a sucker for lit and all we're doing is reading short stories. So, you know, I had a good time. It's perfect. Um, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that was first semester. Uh, and I would say that it was a really good intro semester. Uh, it's definitely easier than uh, I feel like any semester after this will be. Uh, 
again, it's like first semester freshman year, all the teachers are going a little bit easier on you. They understand. So second semester has been uh, good as well. So I'm taking four classes. Again, that's the typical CMC course load for classes. Um, so I'm taking my religious studies credit, Hindu goddess worship, uh, which is actually the class that got canceled today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then I'm taking um, a oh my philosophy intro philosophy class. Um, uh, Phil 30, we're doing like, uh, like free will and like, what is knowledge and you know, things like that. Then I'm taking um, econ 50, which is my intro econ class. Um, and that one is good. My professor for that class is, uh, I would say like, he's a very, very nice person. He's just the person like he's just like not the best professor that I've had at CMC. I can say that Every other professor that I've had, I have no complaints about. They're all wonderful people, wonderful professors, and they really, really care about their subjects and their students. So I would give a serious upvote to the professors at CMC. And then my last class this semester is my FHS, Mystics, Profits, and Social Change. And that one's a really, really interesting class as well. And on a note about class sizes, which uh, I know a lot of people ask about, my largest class at CMC and this is very typical um, of everyone's experiences at CMC, I would say. My intro econ class is 29 students, and that is my largest class that I will ever have. Um, the other, my typical class size is about 14 or less. <sighs> That's awesome. <laughs> because a lot of other schools in public yeah. school <laughs> classes range from like 200, 300, and you like said uh, for Berkeley, like 600. Hundred, yeah. um, but how do you think? And obviously, you don't really know. Um, but how do you think the dynamic is different from having such a small class? Because you are able to become friends with so many people and be really close to them, as well as your professor. But how do you think that has benefited um, going to a private school versus a public school in that merit? So I think so. The way that CMC classes are conducted, the way that um, they want most of these classes to be, is not lecture heavy. Actually, um, it's very much discussion based. You remember those Socratic seminars that we used to do in Nguyen's class and Davis's class? It's like that every single day. Um, you learn from talking and discussing your ideas, defending your ideas against other people. Um, and I think that's the best, really the best way for most people to actually learn and care about the subject matter. So I think that's it's and it's only feasible in small class sizes. So that's why I think that this small class thing versus the big class thing is actually really, really important for um, how academics function and how good of an academic institution this is. Yeah, and because in those discussion sections where they're a little a lot smaller, that's when you actually learn and that's when you challenge yourself to, you know, talk out loud and, and really think on your feet rather than just lecturing when you're sitting there. Exactly. Um, and it, yeah, and it really promotes and invokes a lot of learning. So I think that's awesome. And you you said like most of them are in that style. So you guys don't have a lot of lecture based thingies or like lecture based classes. Uh, no, not so. No, not really. The intro classes, like intro econ, is in a lecture based class. But actually, yeah, like the rest of my classes are all discussion based. Um, like the teacher will, of course, the professor will like stand up there and like. Uh, talk a little bit, but they'll be like, what do you guys think? And then we'll be like, here's our opinion. She'll be like, okay, like, well, here's one way that you could change this. And I'm like, oh, that's very smart. Didn't think of that. So, you know, a very collaborative environment. And you're exposed to a lot of different ideas, which 
will change your mindset and opens your perspective up a lot because now that you did bring that up like in a lecture settings class you're just given information you don't really defend it or challenge it or think differently you're kind of all given the same exact thing and just that's how it's going to be but in mm -hmm. discussion based classes i really do like it um mm -hmm. because you are able to challenge things and you're able to talk and think so um that's i think a huge benefit to going to a private school and a lot smaller um which is which is mm -hmm. awesome and so Jeff, one note. Um, so you um, mentioned mindset, right? Like, like being exposed to different mindsets for a lot of people. So um, I think this is like maybe a good place to bring up. Um, so most colleges have the, or colleges in general have the, uh, the stereotype of being like liberal leaning constantly all the time, right? Um, I mean, Berkeley especially, we know how that is. But um, so that's something that is actually not true of CMC, and I think it's very important that people who are coming here um, understand that because CMC is a very moderate institution in that you have people from both sides of the aisle. Um, I, even though I'm personally like very liberal, there's uh, some of my friends are incredibly conservative, and um, like that's something that you will definitely find a lot of at CMC is political opinions across the spectrum. So for people that aren't really comfortable with that, I would say probably don't look at CMC as closely. Uh, but for people who are interested in that, uh, because you do get like in the classroom, you'll get a lot of discussion based on people's political or like um, different backgrounds. Uh, so that's, I think, it, I think it contributes to the richness of our culture and our understanding, but I understand that it's not for everybody. So I would just make a note of that. Yeah, I think it's, adds to the diversity effect where you're able to like like I said before open your perspective and learn from other people um mm -hmm. and I think that is so powerful rather than just be given a book and this is what you this is what you're gonna know right so right actually this is kind of the first time that a political parties or political involvement has been mentioned in any of these podcasts would you say that political your political opinion does come up often in like day-to-day -day, um schedule so i think that um so both yes and no uh when it's not the first thing that that we uh that i know about someone when i'm introduced to them like it's always it's not like hi my name's shreya i'm liberal like let's talk no it's not it's like um hi i'm shreya um like and like a bunch of other things like we don't really like politics isn't something that we uh tend to really like put forth about ourselves a lot but we do but uh so that's like no in one sense but i would say yes in the sense that cmc like if you go into the dining hall if you go into collins at any given moment you will hear like six different conversations about like like what's happening in the news or like um like this obscure political theory from like 1930 or like um or like something completely random um and it definitely like comes up uh, at those points, uh, but it's always, I think, in a very respectful way. There's uh, CMC puts a lot of emphasis on um, like being respectful about other people's opinions. And so, uh, yes, I think it matters to some extent, but no, I don't think that um, if you had some kind of like really obscure opinion that it would negatively impact you or any in any sort of way it just really contributes to a different point of view in a conversation i think that is important because global awareness is super important in being able to know what's going on in the world and mm -hmm. i think a lot of schools don't 
have that at all, honestly. Because and it only makes you stronger. Exactly, exactly. exactly. And be more knowledgeable about literally what's going on in the world because so many students are so unaware of what's going on. And it's, it's kind of embarrassing, honestly. Um, at UC, dude, you never hear political stuff at, at like UCs, which I think um, is something that could change about UCs and is beneficial to have in, in a school. So See, but so, I also um, think that's part of CMC's, like, it's, it's because of, like, the kind of institution CMC is. CMC is very, like, um, learning. So I think they're one of our unofficial like maybe mottos could be like learning for the sake of doing um which because we are very like focused on the future focused on like um building leaders for like future careers a lot of business a lot of econ a little a lot of ir a lot of government um that sort of those sorts of fields are very um very cmc very focused um and it's one of the reasons that people come here we're ranked very highly in that kind of um uh way so i think it's kind of natural that uh, the types of students that come here uh are more interested in that kind of talk i guess you could say but um are there any special like programs that help students academically and, and if they're seeking help what are some ways that students could could get that help yeah oh my god 100 percent. cmc has so many resources to help you you just have to go like um like you don't even have to go find them they'll tell you about them but you just have to go get them um so we have the cwpd which is our um center for writing and public discourse so if you have a paper go to the cwpd they will read it for you they will edit it for you they will tell you what you need to fix they will literally help you with every single step of the writing process that you need we have the qcl which is the quantitative computing lab same kind of thing for like stem classes so if you need help with anything humanities anything stem like those are just two places that you can automatically go to they have walk-in hours if you need it um then we have the academic success consultants um, my friend john is an academic success consultant uh basically what they do is they sit in the dos they wait for you to come to them to talk to them and then they just tell you here's how you succeed this is how you need to manage your time this is how you need to study this is how you need to um set up your like gcal if you need to learn how to do that um like that's one more resource then we have care center uh the care center is our um center for um gosh i need to remember the name i can't remember the name exactly but it's basically a center for any kind of minority student or student who like feels that they can't get the support that they need um in in uh or like feel like they're unsafe or like needs like a like a place to um decompress or i mean there's even counselors there if you need it so it's basically just like a safe space for people to go to uh if they feel like they just need some time away from like the big um from the world actually so care center is always there for you um and then I would say DOS itself, our Dean of Students office, is excellent. They are always ready to help. They care so much about the CMC community. And because we're so small, they like know students by name. Like they'll walk around outside during lunch and like say hi to kids and like be like, hey, like how's that problem going? Like is everything fixed? And they like really are invested in you and your success. So honestly, resources at CMC abound and there's like your professors, professors office hours. It's like office hours are actually the greatest invention of all time. Highly recommend going. Um, they are like the most helpful thing ever. But yeah, so like 
there's always places to get help. There's never any reason to like feel like lost. There's always something that someone who can help you and someone who wants to help you. I know. Accessible programs is very important for a lot of schools um, because I know a lot of schools don't have that. But it sounds like there are so many avenues you can take if you need help. I mean, that's yeah. awesome. And I know that um, Claremont is a very competitive school, or I not let's say not competitive, but very prestigious school. And it's kind of hard to get into and academically uh, rigorous. But how would you say the comp competition between students is? Is it pretty? Is it welcoming and friendly with in terms of help? So CMC is super welcoming. Um, I'm not a very competitive person myself. Uh, and I was I was kind of scared that CMC would be like that. But I actually like it's it's definitely not like that at all. Um, so, you know, in high school, when, when you got like a test back, people would be like, so what you get like uh, trying to compare their grades and stuff doesn't happen here. Um, everyone understands that everyone else here is like smart. Everyone's smart. Everyone's here for a reason. Um, and that's kind of enough. Like people don't um, are not very like like oh I just like I don't want to tell you my grades or like I don't want to like help you because then maybe you'll do better than me. Nobody's like that here. And I think if they were, it would be very frowned upon. Um, I just don't think this community's like that. Uh, we're all very ready to help each other. And like if you need tutoring in econ and I'm doing well in econ, like yeah, come sure study with me. Like it's gonna be fine. Like. Uh, no, like no matter what I think people are just always willing to help each other and I don't think that that's um, really an issue with anyone on campus. You are a part of the golf team which is awesome. Are there any other involvements that you are in and if not then you can just talk about the more of the golf and, and whatever you want this kind of to be is what it's going to be. Okay cool so I am on a couple of other things so uh I was a walk-on on the golf team. Uh, I didn't get recruited for golf. I just kind of talked to the coach and was like, yo, so if I get in, can I like be on the team? And she was like, okay, cool. And I was like, cool. Um, so that's one thing. Then I'm also on the mock trial team. I'm an attorney, uh, which is, and also like a witness uh, at points, which is really fun. Um, a lot of my friends are also on the mock trial team and it's really awesome. Uh, we are actually building up our mock trial team right now. It used to be very good, but then of course, like everyone has its, every club has its ups and downs and we're just like on our way back up, which I think is gonna be a really good time, really good thing to develop over four years. Um, I am on the ASCMC, so it's like our student counts or Associated Students of Claremont McKenna College um, has different committees and I'm on the student engagement committee, which is essentially trying to you know, engage the students and try and figure out what they want and what we can provide them. Uh, so that's one committee that I'm on. And then I also work at the McGrublian Center for Human Rights. So I can explain a little bit about the uh, institutes uh, like I talked about earlier. So CMC has 11 research institutes on its campus um, and that are affiliated with uh, the campus. So some of them are like the Gold Center for Humanistic Studies, the McGrubley Center for Human Rights, which I am actually sitting in right now, the Rose Center for State and Local Government, uh, the Kravis Leadership Institute, uh, the Low Financial Institute, like 11 different ones, very, very uh, different research areas. Uh, everyone can find one that they actually uh, don't mind looking into or like like the work or want to work at. So at the beginning of every year, the institutes um, put out hiring positions. 
and they hire uh, student research uh, assistants uh, for the whole year. And in these positions, you get to research um, with the faculty advisor, or you get to research with uh, by yourself as a fellow. Um, and this is, I think, across the 11 institutes. Uh, and you get paid for it, which is great. It's like an actual job. Um, and yes, yeah, so uh, and these uh, research institutes are actually um, separate from CMC. They're just affiliated with it uh, and founded by CMC alumni. Um, so they're actually really, really good resources to start working in the field that you think um, you might want to work in in the future. So I'm working at the McGrubelian Center for Human Rights as a legal research assistant. Uh, and this is a pioneer program. It's like only one or two years uh, running so far, but um, it looks like it's doing a good job. Uh, so I work for this human rights lawyer in LA uh, named Nazareth Haysbert, and I'm working on legal research for his cases, uh, his pro bono cases that he's doing, like the Tulsa race massacre, police brutality, things like that. Uh, and it's really, really good. Um, I'm having a good time, and I think we're doing some really valuable work, so yeah. Awesome. It seems like there are a lot of opportunities at Claremont, and I think that's very awesome and it sounds like you are very involved and the question i have for you is how do you balance all of those things because you are involved in the golf basically the student governments clubs your legal work how do you balance it all you crazy kid <laughs> it does get a little bit difficult at times but uh, it is not impossible and it is especially not impossible because everyone i think understands that people at on campus are doing a lot. Um, th so my schedule is actually not very atypical. It's uh, a lot of people are very involved on campus. That's just the culture here, I would say. Um, but yeah, no, so professors know that people are busy and then the people here know that you're busy. So everyone's very helpful in like helping you uh, stay sorted and but I did have to learn really to be like very organized, very on top of my shit. My Google Calendar is to the minute organized in like, um, what am I doing? What am I studying for these 15 minutes in between my classes? Like, you know, uh, it's a very, very um, well thought out, well planned um, system. But yeah, sometimes it does get a lot, definitely some all-nighters being pulled uh, every couple of weeks. <laughs> Jeez, jeez. I thought my calendar was pretty intense, but if you're doing it down to the minute, my <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> um, but are there any um, other organizations that you're interested in or you might think someone, a prospective student, uh, would be interested in? Yeah, no, totally. So um, there are tons of um, tons of groups on campus. Uh, there are CMC-specific ones, and then there are also like um, 5C, uh, like overarching ones. Um, I Some of the ones that I can think of, so being a FIG, a first year guide, is actually like a big thing on CMC campus. A lot of people really want to do that, a lot of people apply for it, so that's like um, one job in itself. Um, then another couple things, like one of my friends, Ben, he's like at a 5C ballroom dance company, uh, he does that. Um, then another girl that I know, she is in APAM, which is our Asia Pacific Mentoring Group. Uh, so um, like an Asian Pacific uh, Islander kind of uh, 
like an Asian club, basically, <laughs> um, which is fun. There's um, also like identity specific um, clubs like uh, OBSA, the uh, the black community. Then there's like the Miente, which is like the uh, Hispanic community, Hispanic Latino um, community. Then um, so there's a lot of like identity space uh, specific clubs. There's a lot of career centered clubs um, like the Claremont Consulting Group or um, I mean, yeah, yeah, uh, Pomoda Ventures, which is like an entrepreneurship club. Um, then there's, what other types of clubs? There's like artsy, just like fun clubs. Like there's a coffee club, a cooking club. Um, I don't think the coffee club is specifically about coffee. Um, I'll leave it to you to imagine what they are, they use their funds for. But uh, um, yeah, so some, like I think there's a, there's an AV, the, an, aviary club i think a bird watching club basically which is very fun they just take trips out to the mountains um there's an outdoor initiatives club an ecological resources club so like there's something for everybody and um yeah it's not very hard to find just uh show up to the meetings and they will take you <laughs> <laughs> it sounds very diverse and there's some odd sounding things there but very interesting it sounds as well Definitely. so <laughs> um, I think that's I think that's great having diversity and you're able to any person that's there is able to find something that they fit into and because college can be a scary place to a lot of people where you kind of are scared that there's a lot of people but finding a community within these organizations or clubs I think is very important and I'm glad that you found yours in the various amount of clubs that and organizations that you're a part of which is right. which is really awesome um yeah. But I guess uh, wrapping it up, there's a few just ending questions, but what is one memorable experience that throughout your experience so far stands out the most to, for you to be happy there or makes you really proud to be going to Claremont? Okay. Um, okay I'll give you the, uh, a memory of last week. So since it's kind of the end of the year, uh, we have been wrapping up a lot of our projects at Magrublian and the annual board meeting with all the big like Magrublian board members, which are like these like millionaires who are like hotshot lawyers and all these like fancy ass people were um, going to come at, to Magrublian and have their like board meeting for the center. And the director, Wendy Lauer and Kirsty, they decided that me and my uh, group of people, uh, the Justice League, as we like to refer to ourselves. That's uh, awesome. I love that. Love that. Just, sorry, interject. Justice, love that. Yeah, Justice America. <laughs> we were going to present in front of the board, um, present my project, the Tulsa Race Massacre, um, and in front of my boss, in front of all these powerful people, in front of the uh, center director, um, and basically ask them for funding to help us push this um, push this case that I've been working on towards Congress and getting reparations from Congress uh, and like actually going to Washington and like presenting this in front of like um, like senators and representatives. Um, and so I had that presentation last week. And it was one of the most nerve-wracking experiences of my life. I like prepared for it for like hours and hours and hours, had like my PowerPoint presentation and everything in my notes. And I got up there and it was amazing. And um, it flowed really well. I was super, super proud of how it went. And after I finished, I just like, um, I got some offers actually from the board members about like, 
uh, write me a legal brief and I'll just start sending it to people on the hill and oh I'll help you with media and public relations for like the news outlets so um, that was I think the proudest moment that I've felt at CMC so far. First off, congratulations, because that sounds like a very awesome, prestigious award, and you're able to do that, which is thank you so much. Blows my, blows my mind because you are an incredible, incredible young woman. But that's 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 awesome. Um, and I guess the last question we have for you is the pros and cons. Um, just to break it down for a person who who's thinking of going here, just bullet points um, some of the good things and some of the bad things. Okay, so I don't think we actually talked a lot about CMC's social scene. Um, because, but I do think that's a big part of CMC campus. So I will begin by talking a little bit about that because I think it can be both a pro and con depending on the type of person that you are. Um, CMC, like I said, has a reputation for being a bit of a party school. Uh, and by a bit, I mean a lot. Uh, <laughs> so, um, like I said, North Quad is popping Monday through Sunday, actually, uh, every single day of the week, uh, there is something happening and Thursday to Saturday, especially like there is never a dull moment. Um, and there is a general air of like celebration and festivity on campus, which is great. Um, so CMC would I would it has the reputation of being the frat of the five C's. Um, and Jeff, you probably have a little bit more experience with frats than I do, but I'm sure you would find that CMC is very comparable uh, to any frat party. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I think that's great. Um, one bonus, I think, of that is that CMC is actually a wet campus, meaning that we are allowed to have alcohol on campus. Um, open openly uh you can have like a red solo cup in your hand walk outside camp sec is gonna is not gonna make you throw it away uh in fact they will just think it is juice and let you carry on um with your business uh because we have the medical amnesty policy where if you do get too drunk um or something is happening and there's like an unsafe situation you should call camp sec they will get you a transport to the hospital and um, nobody will get in trouble. Uh, they don't want people to be afraid to call to call for help. Um, your parents will not be notified uh, unless it becomes a repeat uh, offense. And yeah, so it's uh, medical amnesty. It's very good. And I think it's very good at promoting safe drinking. So that's why it's a wet campus with this medical amnesty policy, especially since they do have a lot of alcohol education. So I think that's a bonus. That's something that I really appreciate. Although I'm, I know some people would not be like very comfortable with that. Um, no drugs though. Don't do drugs. Don't no, do drugs. no drugs. <laughs> alcohol is a drug, but okay, sure. We'll let it pass. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, sorry. yeah. I have a question about the, the wet campus. So you can have a red solo cup and you can be underage or I mean they won't really know but like you can just walk and they won't stop you right no they won't even stop. if what if you have an actual bottle that of alcohol they won't stop you so even even though like you look like the youngest person in this world you'll just walk okay well obviously not but like a really young looking freshman and you're just walking across they won't stop you won't stop you no Interesting. So, okay. That's what I'm saying, Jeff. You need to you need to come over to CMC and have a party here. <laughs> and something I when you guys do party, is it um pretty inclusive of all the other the colleges as well? So you're just gonna meet people from like Pomona yeah. or really? 
Yeah, that's, that's so a, um, Scripsies really like to come down to CMC parties uh, because the other campuses except Harvey Mudd are not wet campuses. Uh, CMC is the only wet campus, so uh, that really has parties, uh, although mutter parties get very wild. So yeah, CMC parties, you'll find people from every single school um, all having a good time, so that's why I think, yeah, uh, it, it does help. It does help in that whole community building thing. Very interesting and very different from a lot of schools, but I think it's beneficial because it does promote safe consumption of alcohol, which is always a plus because, honestly, people are going to drink anyway. Exactly. So it's better to allow it and be safe about it. than. And removing the taboo of like, ooh, it's it's alcohol. Like, we got to we gotta be secret about it and like sneak around. That's like half the fun for like a lot of people. And so removing that, I think, is actually like does reduce some of that um social coolness yeah definitely definitely um but yeah so i'm sorry that we we definitely forgot to talk about that i think it was a very interesting point to talk about so thank you um but yeah so what what do you think are some of the pros and cons because also i need to pee but also i need to leave very (laughs) shortly but um, okay okay i'll I'll make it short no worries no worries um so cmc pros um amazing community it's my favorite thing about cmc um the academics uh, are excellent in specific areas uh then their um i think social scene uh there's always something to do and then cons i would say um maybe a little bit too self-contained sometimes uh there really is no reason to leave campus and i think that that could be an aspect that some people would feel like is missing um then i would say uh for those academic uh, areas that CMC doesn't really focus in, um, it can feel a little bit like uh, there are no resources for those areas, although um, those are probably available on the other campuses. Um, Oh, another pro, consortium, like just a huge pro in my opinion. And then last con, Collins, seriously, step up your game, Collins, Scripps is destroying you. In what aspect? Uh, Collins is the dining hall, Scripps dining hall is destroying Collins daily, daily. (laughs) Interesting. Okay. Well, I mean, that, that is really important because food necessary. Exactly. And that, that was the most important. And pretty much everything we talked about afterwards didn't really matter. Not none of the academic stuff. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. But, um, is there anything else that you would like to include in, or, or say anything about, um, about CMC if, if, if necessary? I would encourage everyone who hasn't heard of CMC, because I do know that CMC is not a very uh, well-known school at Woodbridge. Uh, I had a person come up to be like, CMC, is that like community college? (laughs) I was like, oh, honey, no, honey, no, please. Um, I would encourage everyone at Woodbridge to look into CMC, look into the five C's. Um, There is going to be something that you'll like about it. Uh, There's five places to choose from, five great places. So um, apply. And I honestly think that you will like it. And if anyone has a um, any questions about CMC, feel free to reach out. I am totally open to um, any emails or anything. Um, my email is schatterjee22 at cmc.edu. So if anyone wants to reach out, um, I'd love that. And I'd love to talk about it with you. So thank you so much for having me on your podcast, Jeff. It was a really good time. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much. And I thank you for including um, some ways to, for people to contact you because I think that you 
are super informative and this whole talk has been awesome and, and thank you so much for taking time out of your very very busy day it sounds like you are very very busy so thank you so much for doing this and um yeah honestly and like you said cmc isn't a very well-known thing and this like enlightened me so much and i'm really excited to come visit or, or yes, you know, spend some yeah. time there. So. i would love that <laughs> awesome yeah thank you so much again Hey guys, thank you guys so much again for listening to another episode of the Student Life Podcast. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. I had a fantastic conversation with Shreya. Um, It was awesome to talk to her again and hearing about some of the things such as like the wet policy, which is a really awesome implementation, um, a part of Claremont McKenna's policy. But yeah, I really, really hope you guys enjoyed it. And shout out to my big Claudia Vu for getting this new Yeti mic. Although probably no one is really listening right now. I'm kind of just talking because I want to hear the mic. But yeah, I guess uh, that's it. Jay Vu signing out. Peace.